studio again, huh? I love it. I love it. Oh, you know what? We're not gonna cut it. We're gonna leave it. Camera's, camera's got a setting that needs to be fixed. Give me one sec. We're not cutting it. We're leaving it. We are leaving it in the moment. <laughs> Boom. We gotta cue that Jeopardy music. Come from this side. Come from this side this time. There we go. Hopefully that'll work and I won't have to get up and fix anything. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Side Project Podcast. Yes. Grab your Side Project merch and let's take a drink. Oh, it tastes so good. It tastes like, what is it? It tastes like glory. It's been, it's been quite a long time. It tastes like glory. It tastes like success and sexualization. Everything that you see here, all the Side Project merch is available on the Side Project merch store right now. Links are in the description. You can go and you can cop it, the Run It Up merch, the Project Things merch, the Side Project uh, Project Park merch, and, and this little one with the Chazasaurus Rex on the, on the little peck here. I wanted to put him on the nipple, but it didn't look right. You know what I mean? I felt like it looked good, my face on a little, little nipple, but didn't look right. In, in all reality, didn't look right. Plus the project things, hoodies and all that stuff on the merch store right now. Go get them. Links are in the description, like I said, as well as the timestamps are in the description in case there's anything that you uh, want to skip ahead or, you know, don't want to be spoiled about because this might just be a pretty spoilery episode um, because... We've got a guest here this week, and it's someone that I've been wanting to have a conversation with, someone that we've been going back and forth with for quite a while on scheduling, and the time has come because, what's the motto this year? Long time Cummins. Yes. And then hold on, I think I do. Of course this would happen when I'm trying to get to the guest. I think I do got to fix the setting real quick on the camera. You guys know how it goes. It's been a long time since I've been in the studio. I've been doing convention stuff, so forgive me. I must have missed something. One quick second. Oh yeah! My guest this week, this gentleman, is a staple in the Power Rangers community. This gentleman is an inspiration within not only PR, but many aspects of creativity, such as film work, as everything he touches turns to psycho gold. This gentleman is a writer. This gentleman is an actor, a director, a costume designer, a cinematographer. Let's just say... He's a man of many hats, creating one of the most successful Power Rangers series on YouTube, but always giving credit to those who helped build the dream, alongside including various other Ranger fandoms within the multiverse, including some I work with and previous guests and friends of the show, such as Colin K. Bass with Shattered Pass, Mike and Louie at Combat in the Grid. It's that PR unity. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put our hands together and give a warm welcome to the creator of Power Rangers Unworthy, Jordan Barnett. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Happy to be here, man. Thank you Yes, for me. man. How you doing, dude? How's the day been treating you? I'm feeling good. I'm doing good. It's been a, it's been a long week, but I'm excited to be here talking about Unworthy. I yes. love your, your whole intro with the Psycho Gold pun. That was genius. You like that? As a writer, yeah, as a writer, I'm feeling you. <laughs> that was good. I, had, I feel like I had to throw in a little a little pun somewhere in there, you know? Uh, I, I was like, it. where does it fit? There, it fits right there. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it, dude.
unworthy productions on YouTube, creeping up on 20 million views in total across the channel as a whole. The numbers Ooh. speak for itself that it's something that resonates with PR fans for sure. And I'm, I'm certain quite possibly even people that aren't just fans of, of Power Rangers stuff because the quality is top notch from the camera work to the directing, the acting, the cast, the crew, the storyline of the Arbiter within Power Rangers Unworthy and him deeming Rangers not being worthy, which is something I want to dive into a bit. Uh, definitely the Arbiter and his story itself alongside your story, your backstory. And I don't mean your character as the Blue Ranger, but you yourself <laughs> as, as a person too, you know, uh, get, get to know how everything came to be. But before we touch on those things, I think, uh, I, I think we should let people know in case they don't quite know what exactly is Power Rangers Unworthy. So I'd like to give you the floor uh, to briefly fill them in a synopsis, maybe, or a, a backstory with four officially titled episodes out and then and maybe a couple other shorts, I guess you could label them as. What is yeah. Power Rangers Unworthy? Uh, I guess the elevator pitch is just that it's a, uh, a mature Power Rangers series that is a, like, it's a mini web series on YouTube. Um, and it's a kind of a, it, it's a love letter to the fans for sure, because yeah. it ties into basically every iteration of Power Rangers, whether that be the movies, new and old, whether that be the shows, new or old, whether that be the comics. Yeah. Um, really, it's, it's, all of the the love I have for this, the franchise because it's it's really my first, really my first superhero franchise. Even before I was into like Justice League, yeah. I was, of course I was like Fox Kids kid, so I I love yeah. things like you know, of course, like all the yeah. Fox Kids like Spider Man, Wolverine, all that stuff. Yep. But in terms of like a superhero team, like I didn't get into like the the, the full comic book stuff until mm -hmm. after Power Rangers. Power Rangers is like my gateway into like right the, before the Avengers, before Justice League, I had Power Rangers. Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's just it's just a, a web series on YouTube that is definitely a, a where I felt like the show never fully grew up with its audience. I tried to just make something that I that I felt like I would resonate with as a fan now. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, and there's a lot of, if I say so myself, there's a, there's a lot of Mighty Morphin influence, I feel like, in, un, in Unworthy, right? I mean, yeah, I'm loving exactly. it right now. Mighty Morphin, baby. It's not Unworthy. Exactly. It's a Mighty Morphin. <laughs> exactly, man. I, I see, I see a lot of that. And that's actually, uh, just personally speaking, my, that's what I grew up on is Mighty Morphin, which I think a lot of us did. It's the original. It's the, it's the classic, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's, uh, it's still to this day, like, it's probably my favorite still to this day. It's just the one that resonates. Maybe it's the nostalgia too you know what i mean like the nostalgia it's, factor it's you know the nostalgia yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's most, like, i love the storyline of money morphin like right. overall like with hindsight and with like mm -hmm. what boom comics or boom studios is doing with the comics and stuff yeah. like that but like if you go back and rewatch it money morphin is, is i know kind of hard to watch <laughs> yes. i know i know exactly what you mean because i did it not long ago and that's why i said like maybe it's the nostalgia because i was watching it and yeah. i was like Huh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I almost, like Dino, Dino yeah. Thunder or like Time Force, those seasons definitely hold right. up better like right. as adults. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's you're right. It's like the nostalgia. It's like seeing the Green Ranger for the first time and like seeing the White Ranger and like all those big moments, mm. those like pivotal moments. moments, you know what I mean? And it it's yeah. just it holds a special place in my heart. But dude, unworthy man, it 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 follows the story of of your Rangers and it's it's got it's got time travel in a sense and going on. It's got multiverse stuff going on. You've got all kinds of stuff. And you've got this villain in Power Rangers Unworthy, the Arbiter. Hmm? Ninja Earth 218. You have been deemed unworthy. 
Batman, the first Ranger. He's the antagonist in your series. I'm not gassing you up when I say this, man. This is my honest opinion. Villains. Villains are important, man. I love me a good villain. And the Arbiter is the epitome of a good villain. The epitome of intriguing, unstoppable, like a war path. It's a villain that you're maybe not necessarily rooting for, but mm. well, I don't know, maybe, maybe a little bit. Cause all of us Some got a little are. bit of, we all, we all of us got a little bit of villainy inside of us, you know, just kind of want to take that villain route every now and then, you know, but in all seriousness, you have yourself a big bad that you just want to see more of every time that he's on screen and then off. It's, it's the voice shout out to Mike Dent menacing. It's the suit menacing. It's his walk, his movements. It's for the Marvel fans. Dare I compare it to, Thanos in his like confident demeanor, you know, mm -hmm. what was going through your mind when thinking and writing for the Arbiter, like what you wanted him to be, how you wanted him to act. Did you set out any, like anything specific you wanted to achieve when it came to a villain for unworthy? I mean, a lot of it, great minds think alike because a lot of what you just said is what I had in mind. Uh, I, I pulled from a lot of iconic villains that I I specifically enjoy. So like Thanos was definitely one of the characters I draw from inspiration. Yeah. Um, I, and also you said about villains being very important that, that to me going into unworthy was always at the forefront of my mind. Like you love a Batman movie, but at the end of the day, what you're talking about is the Joker. You love Avengers infinity war and Endgame, but they wouldn't be what they were without Thanos. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and really the best villains I think are, protagonists of their own stories yes so that's what arbiter kind of represents he's almost like the anakin skywalker fall right. to the dark side kind of motif like yeah i'm pulling a lot of the, he's got like some terminator vibes in there he's got some sabotage yes. from the flash some black flash or zoom yes. from the flash like it's it's a he's just like a blender of like all of my favorite things all in one yeah and when i first when we first did unworthy the episode one i didn't have a full idea of where his character was going to go, mm -hmm. but I did have like the, the broader, broader, bro the broader strokes of what his character was going to be, which is someone that from the outside looking in seems like a Darth Vader, but b beneath the, the dark yes. visage of Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. And like, what is, right. what is his story? And even his story isn't justifiable in his mind. It is. Yes. And that's kind of what I think makes a great villain and what makes, seeing how the protagonists deal with a villain like that the like, interesting so. yeah a hundred percent and you did you did yeah. an amazing job at uh, tackling all of those things because like i said uh, when watching it it's like you just want to see more because it, it like it pushes the story forward too and like you said it makes things interesting like how how they you know the rangers are, are acting and interacting and reacting to the things that the arbiter is doing like that's the whole the dynamic and, and you did it you did it perfectly and and for anybody that Thank doesn't you. doesn't know i i, I want to read a, a synopsis here power rangers unworthy is a team of rangers from earth 218 facing what what might be their greatest foe the arbiter who is the first ranger and he's going around deeming power rangers unworthy throughout the entire multiverse and the dude is just a beast man he just drops in unexpectedly where Wherever he goes and he's just like you have been deemed unworthy like dude if anyone let alone a dude like with a suit like his and a voice with like built-in surround sound told me that i was deemed unworthy as he like slowly got up from a kneeling position and looked me dead in my eyes like dude i would just know like this is where my life ends this is it i'm done <laughs> like I'm, I'm going out. I'll see you guys later. Like he's, he's amazing. And, and there's something to be said with that feeling all jokes aside 
uh, to your writing, dude, because the, oh, the writing you. for Unworthy is phenomenally done brother and it's like maybe i'm biased because like i just i really love the arbiter dude and like but the writing <laughs> for the arbiter is also one of my favorite aspects personally of unworthy and and uh we're jumping around all over the place here again there's spoilers in case anybody hasn't seen it they've been out for quite a while but i mean hey, hey cool maybe you haven't seen it and yeah a little bit of spoilers going on here but maybe this will you know make you go see it you know maybe you'll be interested but uh in one of the most recent unworthy releases ninjor's oath the arbiter has a speech that he gives to ninjor that again putting forth that top villain status in my mind but this time with <laughs> with with dialogue you know and it's not, and, it's not top g it's top v <laughs> yeah exactly it's top v yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and like you you it's just the way that you wrote it the words that you you chose it's like you, you have to pay attention to those specific words that just draw forth like that that good that good villain dialogue man he states and and it's the way that he was de de delivered as well which you mike dent is the voice throughout the whole uh, series or no mike mike dent was the uh the arbor's voice up until episode two and oh, then from okay. Three, from three forward, it's actually uh, Washi Taylor. Oh, okay, he, he okay. Took over since okay, then, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad I asked, so we could get that correct. Then, so yeah. kudos to both of them. Amazing job. But this one was would be the second voice actor. Then uh, he states, "The Power Rangers you've spawned have become a cancer on the multiverse, an affliction on the grid that must be." purged and then he stops and raises his hands and goes and i am the cure and let's roll the actual clip so you can see him actually do it left unchecked i've seen countless worlds shattered by your hubris the power rangers you've spawned have become a cancer on the multiverse an affliction of the grid that must be purged and i am the cure uh, that is one of those lines that you remember from from a film, man. Like it's it's that's that one. That's like that Thanos like line that you would remember from Avengers. That's like the dark side like line that you would remember from a actually. From something. Can you guess what that's pulling from? It is pulling from a character. Is it the, the, the energy? It's not so much like the line itself, but the 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 what he's channeling. I had a character in mind. Oh, I have a couple, but I don't want to say them and be wrong, dude. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vecna from Stranger Things. Oh, dude, that yeah. was one that I had in line. Again, like I said, it, like you're pulling, like it gives you that vibe of like, he's another perfect example of like a menacing, yeah. like the, the yep. way that he moves, the way that he talks. That's a perfect one. And like I said, Thanos and like Dark Side, even like Darth Vader and things like yep. that. You, 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 it feels like you're pulling from like our childhoods and then something. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like it's just uh, amazingly done. It's so well written and then so well delivered. I, I just, I, like I said, I love love me a good a good villain dude but with every villain comes a balance right there's always a backstory to why said villain has become the way that they have and you have that balance you have a backstory in unworthy where it's revealed that he's the first ranger how why what occurred down to the minute detail of even just his suit and why it became what it what it is and how it became what it looks like what we see today, which again, kudos to those, those attention to details, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But even just drifting away from the Arbiter himself and speaking on backstories within Unworthy, it's something that's pretty prominently done throughout your series. It's your ability to juggle the past and the present of these characters that you allow us to see backstories of. And it's greatly done, dude, such as the, the Chrono Ranger. When he enters the story, mm -hmm. for example, we see his backstory and how he became who we're first introduced to, his dealings with Vengeance, the Arbiter, and Loss. 
How do you go about juggling so many characters in a story to begin with and then finding how, when, and choosing necessity of which characters get a deeper backstory? Mm, that's a great question. I, I feel like it, the, the story itself kind of dictates who I delve into because you mm-hmm. use Chrono Ranger as an example. Yeah. That originally wasn't going to be a, uh, a numbered episode. It was going to be a side episode. Just right. Cause it's Power pretty Rangers much the unworthy. whole, the whole episode that focuses on that. That episode yes. is almost the whole episode, right? That focuses yeah, on just, Chrono Ranger. The framing device is Chrono Ranger telling them the story of his background. So that's really right. the only connection we have back to the main uh, storyline of episodes right. one through three. Yeah. Um, so it was going to be a side episode, but it became so long, but also I felt like it was so important to, understanding one of the core characters in the unworthy group since core right. ranger he's effectively the the sixth ranger of the group now like yeah he, he kind of took tommy's place yeah uh, he's he's kind of our white ranger in quotes right um but he like so the idea of of kind of making his story important enough to be a numbered episode mm-hmm. was something that happened after the fact but uh in general i just feel like like, for example, we haven't done, like, a background uh, a story of the 218 Rangers yet because right. there hasn't been a place where I can, like, weave it in yeah. wh- while balancing the production schedule we're on, mm-hmm. which is, it's like, a yearly, so it takes forever to produce anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but so I, I kind of have to balance between, like, what I would like to do mm-hmm. versus what we have time to do. Mm-hmm. And I kind of somewhere fall in the middle of like who, who gets backstories and, and when. So like Arbor was definitely so important. It's crucial right. to the, to the whole plot. Right. Chrono Ranger, it, because it's one of the main characters of the story and mm-hmm. really he represents the theme of unworthy so well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just felt like it was necessary to make that. Cause that, that episode is not only a standalone episode, but it, it kind of encapsulates the series. If you haven't watched it, anyway right so if you just watch that you get the entire vibe of the series true um, yeah good yeah. good point damn you're right now i'm thinking yeah. I'm, I'm playing it back in my mind and you're right it's it's yeah. just it's just like i said man it's so well done juggling all these characters and it's funny that you actually brought up like how you haven't given the main rangers like a quote-unquote backstory and you're right you haven't but it's like the whole series itself is so well done that i actually didn't even really think about that like yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, of, I'm just, I'm spoon feeding details here yeah. and there so you, so you can piece it together of like, okay, Jason died because of what Rocky said in episode three. Oh, how long were they a team? Like it makes you start questioning. And there is a backstory, right? Like it, there is one I have in mind mm-hmm. I, and it's, it's going to be a comic and possibly a production in the future. Nice. But, nice. But yeah, I like to sprinkle in details. So mm-hmm. I always try to have at least one or two episodes in mine ahead so yeah. I know to be referencing things I'm going to be doing later. So yes. I, my favorite thing in storytelling is rewatchability yeah. where you go back and watch things and you go, oh, that's why he said that. Yes. Or, oh, that's why, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like you have to, to do that. You have to plan ahead too. So I'm always kind of working backwards. That's that's almost like, yeah. I feel like that's a skill, man, to be able to like oh, you. work backwards <laughs> and plan it that way. Like, I feel like that's a skill, dude. And again, it's another thing. And I'm not just like gassing you up with all the things I say. Like, like I said, I, I love it from a creative standpoint too. Like seeing, seeing all these things fleshed out the way that they are. And I love hearing the behind the scenes stories and how you made it all happen. But then also from a fan standpoint, taking myself out of trying to just, cause when I watch things, I always watch like, I wonder how they shot that. I'm always thinking like behind yeah. the scenes stuff, but sometimes yeah. I try to take myself out of that mindset and just watch as a viewer. You know what I mean? So I, I, I have, I get both sides. I, and so that's why I love doing this podcast and talking with people and, and getting the inside stories on things, which is, Something you mentioned was, you know, the main, the main line Rangers, which is, is, um, is the green Ranger. And that's something that I, I'd like to point out real quick is how well Tommy's big spoiler alert, 
uh, <laughs> departure, if you will, was uh, was written, you know, and yeah, exactly, and was portrayed. The the moment itself, man, the fight scenes, the whole package. Like, shout out to you, shout out to the cast, the stunts, the fight coordination. That was an entirely epic fight sequence with impactful storytelling. The way that the the visor breaks, the emotion between pink and green, the panic of everyone having to leave abruptly. Like, they aren't coming on, out on top of this situation at the moment. In fact, they're leaving with blood spilled and lives lost like you you didn't hold back you know and and i and i love that about it though like that's what makes a a a great story a great story and then again kind of pivoting back to that's what makes a great villain you know like sometimes showing like that the heroes yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, the stakes are high you're not always gonna win there's gonna be losses like i kind of almost no shade to anyone out there that does it but i kind of almost hate when it's like just the heroes are just always winning like give me Mm -hmm. something to feel attached to you know and you did that the green ranger is and always will be a fan favorite and in your tellings you chose to see an emotional exit pretty early on actually with tommy and then have someone else uphold the 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 drag shield there later at that and oh there we go yes rest in peace rest in peace man was there a specific significance for you to take this route of not having the green ranger play as prominent of a role as some would have thought was this at all done to allow more showcasing of the other characters or was it just to pull on our heartstrings man (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, a little bit of all three actually yeah Uh, I I usually saw I had the the memorial or the the signed photo of of JDF yeah. rest in peace yeah rest uh, in peace I, we're all I mean if you're an MMAPR fan you're a Green Ranger fan by default that's just yeah a rule. oh like, yeah hundred percent yeah yeah so, like, of course we we all kind of share that like share love for Tommy and the Green Ranger mm-hmm. and he's irreplaceable right and one of the big complaints people had for the 2017 movie because that this was twenty the first episode came out 2018 so it was mm-hmm. like right after the 2017 movie came out. Yeah. People were like a big sticking point was, are they going to replace Tommy? Are they going to gender bend Tommy into a woman? And if mm-hmm. they do, it's not my Tommy and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I, on one level, I do agree that when characters are iconic like that, like you can't, it's, it's almost impossible to fill those shoes. Right. So I thought the multiverse concept was a good way to kind of sidestep that problem mm. and still like, cause above all else, this is, this is all just a tribute to power Rangers. And I, cause I love yeah. power Rangers. Um, but I don't want, I, I didn't want to be that fan film that was like that. I'm, I'm the real Billy. Or like, yeah. Like, no, yeah. Billy, no, <laughs> David Yost is the real Billy. Billy Cranston that I've watched growing up is the real Billy. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to touch that. I want to kind of be our own thing. Yeah. And that's why I, I, I like tying into shattered grid in the first episode, because it, it shows that, the Mighty Morphin universe is out there. Like there, there, there are versions that of Power Rangers that are still familiar right. in this greater world. Yeah, and yeah, I just felt like by by kind of making our own version of Tommy, mm-hmm. it'd be easier for people to like that version rather than say like it's replacing your Tommy. This is right. This is now this is our Tommy. You yeah. can like our Tommy. You could not like our Tommy, but right. you're, our, the Tommy we all know still exists. Yes, exactly. And, I think it did help a lot of people except uh, Angela who played mm-hmm. Tommy Oliver mm-hmm. as our, as our green ranger. Yeah. She kicked ass. So it definitely yeah. helped. Oh, hundred like, percent. She, 
Yeah. yeah, she's a beast. Yeah, she did an amazing job. And then again, with the acting and everything, and then the way that you just portrayed it, what occurs uh, in the moment, I won't go into too much detail because that's a cool moment to see. Like that's a, that's a good episode. That's an amazing episode. That's an amazing moment. And like I said, the fight sequence, and it, it's, it's a cool moment to actually see yourself. But I will say it's, it's, it's done so well the way that it happens, because like I said, you, you think, you think of the green Ranger and you would think that it's going to, the, the Ranger's going to play a more prominent role. And just yeah. the way that you went about it though, it didn't, it, it like, I didn't feel like, Oh, it should have been done this way. Or there should have been more of this. I didn't feel any of that. Like I just was watching and I was just like, Oh man, like I was engulfed in the moment, you know, yeah. and you pulled on our heartstrings and you, you pulled it off so perfectly well, one of my one of my favorite series is Game of Thrones, and uh, I I think when you toy with the fans' expectation and you do it like Last Jedi is an example of uh, di diverting expectations and yeah. not doing it well. Yes, <laughs> but, but you can play with the fans' yeah. expectations, and I think do it in a way that is more more emotionally impactful. That yeah. that isn't negative. Actually, it improves the thing rather than takes away from the thing. Yeah, and I feel like. That's what I really what I wanted to accomplish with episode two. It was episode two was the statement that this is not Mighty Morphin. There's going to be dark moments. There's going to be things that happen that you because like you said, the Green Ranger's the Green Ranger. He, yeah. When Tommy shows up, Tommy's usually like the oh he won. Yes, yeah, we did exactly. It. Yeah, yeah. That there we go. You nailed it. That's yeah. kind of what I was also trying to say. I, I couldn't find yeah. the right words. You nailed it. Like when you think of the Green Ranger, you think like, okay, yeah. like shit's about to go sideways for this villain. You know what I mean? He's yeah. gonna lose now, you know? And That's it was I like, 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 oh, Green yeah. Ranger. Yes. Go. Exactly. So when, you know, the other yeah. thing happens. It's like, exactly. A, yeah. You're like, wait a minute. It's like almost a mind blown moment. But yeah, it's uh, possible. Yeah, exactly. But again, it circles back to that top V, dude. You know what I mean? It's, it circles back, dude. I, I'm, now, I'm now imagining the arm like a cigar. He's like, yeah, he's top just, v. after he's done right, with a day, he goes back to wherever he goes and he's just got like a cigar. It's like, oh my God. It's hard being me, you know? <laughs> but Man. no, like a, just a job well done, dude. Kudos. And like, it just, it, it's, a, it's all very well written and it just shows like this has to happen for what's coming later. You know what I mean? Like these yeah. things have to happen and it, it just circles back again to all jokes aside, like a, a, a good villain with the, where the stakes are high. Like we have to step it up from here on out. I mean, talking about the, the, the villain aspect, um, I just feel like when it comes to the, the arbiter, what I tried, it's the theme of unworthy. I feel like this is what, cause I've also tried to figure out like why, like you mentioned like the almost 20 million views, which I didn't even know. I'm like, wow, that's a lot. But I feel like it resonates with people because of what the arbor represents. And even mm -hmm. how you've said that you like, everybody likes to be, likes to be a villain sometimes. Or like they you, yeah. you kind of resonate with the arbor. And I'm just like, why? Yeah. And I think it's because the arbor represents life. Yeah. He represents trauma. He represents mm -hmm. the things that might happen to you that kind of take you off your path. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, we all, we've all experienced that. We've all experienced it. That's really what the unworthy is about. It's a, it, worthy is about what happens when life shows up, fucks up your day. Or yes. Like messes up your oh, day. Oh no, you're good. You, you're good. <laughs> oh, okay. you, you, you can curse here. Yeah, you can curse here. It's oh, okay. fine. Yeah, yeah. If it messes up your day or fucks <laughs> yeah. up your day. Yeah. Uh, and then like, what do you do? You, mm. either you go down a dark path like the Arbiter did, or you pick yourself up and you persevere. And that's yeah. what, that's what life is. And I feel like that's, what unworthy represents and yeah. what the arbor represents at the end of the day. Yeah, a hundred percent, dude. I also want to bring up during that moment, the the whole moment we're talking about with Tommy and the and the arbiter and everything. Uh, that fight sequence, I from what I can remember right now off the top of my head, it maybe you know, maybe you don't uh, remember yourself. 
Was that the longest fight sequence, like, as a whole throughout the series between, so far? Like Between Tommy and the Arbiter? Well, I mean, just that whole, that whole episode, that, that fight sequence of, of them and when they're trying to escape the Arbiter and they, you know, they got to leave. I'm trying to remember, like, was that? Yeah, I felt I, like that I, was a long sequence, and I have, I have a I question for so. it. That's why. I think, I think, so. I think it was, right? to finish is probably the longest because it's got yeah. a lot of, like, beats in it, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. And which, I mean, phenomenally done. Again, and I was going to ask, like, was that all shot, you know, behind the scenes stuff here? Was that all yeah. shot like in in one day? Did you guys do that yeah. in multiple multiple uh, that 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 episode no. that sequence? No, I think we did that in two days. Nice, man. and it was yeah. freezing. Was that it was, really? That was a hard shoot. <laughs> that, that location, especially because you gotta you gotta move around. Muscles are yeah. probably all tight. <laughs> if, if you go back and rewatch it, there are moments like before the fight starts. If you look mm -hmm. at um, the Yellow Ranger specifically, she's doing this. Oh, it really? Looks like she's, it looks like she's scared. <laughs> no, she's just cold. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, that's a that was like I was watching that. I remember watching that that sequence and just going like like holy shit, man. Like this is a long fight scene. Like they're really they're really getting it in, dude. And then yeah. I, of course, the creative side of me thought like, I wonder what that was like during shooting. Like I wonder if that was one yeah. day and they were just like, we're shooting all day fight scenes, you know what I mean? But man, shout out to your your stunt team and the coordination and everything. Oh, yeah. Like like what what's it like behind the scenes? Like you got any like little tidbits of what it's like learning the choreography and stuff because you're also for those that may not yeah. know, a ranger in the series yourself. You're the blue ranger and you yes. do a phenomenal job. You're like the kind of like the comedic relief in in the, in the <laughs> series too i like that man so like yeah. what, what's it like being you know let's step into the into the actor's shoes for you too like so what's it like doing the fight scenes and everything uh yeah shout out to the stunt team and the everybody that does all the actors that do their own stunts even like they, they're really the bread and butter of our series without the action like stories yeah. like whatever yeah <laughs> we need, you need both for it to work right yeah um for as me as for an actor like i i honestly feel like it's I'd rather be behind the camera. I feel better like watching the action than I do mm -hmm. being a part of it. Cause you gotta remember the beats and you gotta, yeah, like yeah. if you have lines, you remember what you're doing. Yeah, timing. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're in a helmet, especially, I don't know if you've ever like worn a power ranger helmet right. and tried yeah. to do anything. Yeah. It is, it's yeah. hard enough to walk around a con in a power ranger helmet, <laughs> much less trying to fight somebody. You can't mm -hmm. really like, you yeah. breathe it. It's like, oh, oh I hate this. It's, yeah. it, it's so, it's actually, to be honest, it's kind of miserable to do it. Uh -huh. But then when you see it, it's like, oh my God, it's like we're action figures. This is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's I like, bet. It's the trade-off. So, I bet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's yeah, it's, awesome, it's, uh, it's the, when it comes to the stunts, it's, it's all Eric Fuchs, our stunt coordinator, choreographer, uh, Javon Wallace, who did a lot of the stuff for uh, Psycho Minutes, and he was Ninjor and did yeah. the choreography for Ninjor's Oath. Um, nice. they're amazing. Yeah. That was very uh, well done too, man. I mean, all of oh, it was, yeah. all of it was, but there's definitely, you know, just as a viewer too, you find your, your standout moments that resonate with you, you know, like anybody yeah. does. And just, man, the fight scenes for that moment, Ninjor's fight scenes, awesome dialogue. Yeah. And, and then Ninjor's oath too was just top notch, man. Like no, those, those were some of my favorite moments, dude, but that's, that's, that's so cool, man. Um, I definitely want to talk with you about a lot more. I got some other things I want to talk to you about, uh, past, okay. present, your, your, your stuff and how you got into this to begin with and psycho menace and everything you've got coming up. But before we do that, let's, uh, let's break up the monotony and let's get into this week's cosplay of the week. And this week's cosplay of the week is none other than... Team Awesome 418, and I'm throwing it up on the screen right about now, and it's of his Miles Morales Spider-Man. Sometimes I'll throw things up that, you know, uh, 
correlate with the theme of this episode. And this episode is Power Rangers, as we have Jordan here from Power Rangers Unworthy, the, the creator, the, the actor, the director, the writer, and it goes on and on. The list of things <laughs> that he does, man. But I figured, uh, let's break up the Minani. Let's do something a little bit different. And then with the whole uh, uh, new Spider-Man movie coming out. Uh, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank on the name. Do you remember? what is, yeah, across, is across, the the Spider-Ver- across the Spider-Verse. It's across the Spider-Verse. There we go. Yeah, yeah. across the Spider-Verse. Uh, that's coming out soon. So I felt like this was a little bit fitting. Let's throw in uh, a little bit of Marvel here. So we've got Spider-Man Miles Morales from Team Awesome 418. And this is absolutely dope, dude. Uh, his real name is Lorenzo. Renzo, you call yourself Spider-Renzo. And the caption says, <laughs> Spider-Renzo advice. Do something where you are helping others because that gives you a sense of empowerment and it's also Mm. opening your heart. Be a helping hand and encourage. Do not discourage. We're built to help uplift one another not put each other down. I like that. Oh, it's wow. a very uh, Spider-Man yeah. thing to say as well. <laughs> you know yeah, for real. I like That's that, good. man. I like yeah. that. This uh, this photo was taken at uh, Hudson Yards, and it was by Dante Prime. I believe it's Dante Prime. D-O-N-T-E Prime. Uh, I love this, man. I love the background and everything, uh, the way the way the building is and all that stuff. It just gives a, a really good Spider-Man vibe. This gives me like a, you've got the Spider-Man stance going down where, you know, got the hand a little bit, one other in the air. This looks like a moment where you just drop down, you just swung in, and you're about to fight like a villain of some sort you know what i mean nice. I, I love it dude i love everything about it and just the the edit on the photo and everything too the colors are really popping the black and the red stand out perfectly the blacks aren't too black so you're not blending uh you know blending in with the shadows in the background and things like that it's, it's it just pops out perfectly with your miles morales uh suit it's i just love it dude i love the fingertips and everything the red's popping on the fingertips like crazy the white of the eyes man you've got the leather jacket with the red as well i mean it's it's a, it's a perfect miles morales man i do want to throw up a second photo and we're throwing that up up ah now and this is uh this is a cool photo man you know sometimes and i hope i hope renzo you don't you don't take this the wrong way uh sometimes uh simple is 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 also an awesome thing sometimes less is more there we go that's what i was trying to say sometimes less is more and this is just such a simplistic photo of you uh on 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 the r train actually shout out to wait wait wait, jordan where where are you located are you Uh, jersey you're in Jersey. Okay. I didn't know if you were yeah. in New York. I, I'm a Brooklyn native, man. I'm out here in California right now, but my family's oh, nice. from New York. I'm from Brooklyn. So I, I know, I know it pretty well and I, I miss it like crazy. So I always get excited <laughs> when I see things, you know, but I see him here on the R train, man. And it makes me just want to be there. I like that. I, I just like this moment, dude, with, with, uh, the angle where you could see like the long shot of the train in the background and everything. And Miles Morales up close with, with his hands and you're taking the train. Gives me that insomniac Spider-Man vibe yeah. where the, uh, the loading screens where he takes the train and everything everything i just love it man and sometimes less is more it's just such a simplistic photo but there's just something about it that spoke to me and i just really dig it man with you in the forefront and the train in the background i I like it man and it's just it's so well done and he shot this himself nice probably on his phone i'm guessing maybe who knows but uh it's absolutely dope man so if you guys aren't following uh team awesome if you aren't following lorenzo go follow him on instagram at team awesome spelled exactly how it sounds with a 418 at the end he's got all kinds of stuff he's got spider-man he's got deadpool he's got all kinds of other awesome cosplays go follow him like i said team awesome 418 jordan before we get out of here do you got anything that you want to add uh anything you want to say about it about his spider-man miles morales it looked great. Like, I love the the hoodie. The whole ensemble looks exactly pitch perfect to the movie. So he killed yeah. it. 100%, man. Ladies and gentlemen, go follow him. Like I said, because Lorenzo, your Spider-Man Miles Morales cosplay for me. And Jordan is yeah. amazing. Yeah. 
Ah, it's a good one. Threw them both in, man. Threw them both in. I love it, dude. Hey, uh, before we uh, before we start talking about your backstory a little bit, before we talk about uh, Psycho Menace and everything, Jordan, let's have a little bit of fun real quick, man. I'm throwing a little, throwing a little curveball. Did not prep okay. Jordan about this whatsoever. He has no idea what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so okay. before we get into those things, uh, let's do a little something that I like to call ah, shotgun questions. And it's kind of a little bit of a... A rapid fire thing here. I always say this. I always say it's going to be rapid fire and it <laughs> never is rapid fire. Like we always end up having full blown conversations about stuff. So like, we'll, we'll see. I think there's been one guest that actually was pretty rapid fire. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's surprising that we didn't like get into a conversation. So, uh, if it is rapid fire, cool. If it's not, doesn't matter. It, it, we kind of just, we just somewhere. Maybe? Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Do you have one favorite Power Ranger? And if you can narrow it down uh, to just a single Power Ranger, cool. But if not, uh, give us a top three, maybe across all universes, series, fandoms, even your own. If you can name just one, cool. If not, top three. Other than JDF, I gotta say JDF. He's number one. Like, yeah, yeah, there just, you go. Like, yeah, I mean. Growing up, that was that was the Ranger. I mean, yeah. I, I had Blue Ranger outfit. I had a Red Ranger outfit. I had Green Ranger toys. But in terms of like who I look to as when I, th- when I think Power Rangers, I, I think JDF. JDF. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, man. Yeah. Definitely. Classic here. I got to give you a classic. Uh, I like to call this a project battle. Green Ranger versus White Ranger. You can only choose one. Which do you choose? <laughs> Well, this really happened in Mighty Morphin Season 3. No. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, it was a draw because no power is <laughs> I love it, dude. I guess it's more um, just like your personal your personal pick. You know what I mean? I, I have to give it lore-wise. I have to say the White Ranger just because if the, they, they really put a, like a, mm-hmm. they really big up the, the white light power. Like it's yeah. supposed to be the strongest power because it's white light. So right. Yeah. I say the white ranger. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, I know you ventured into DC with arrow before and that's on, on unworthy productions on YouTube right now. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we're, yeah. Right. We're big, <laughs> we're, we're big here on many things, Marvel and DC alongside many other things of pop culture. But if you had to, if you had to choose to adapt a storyline or mm. a character from Marvel or DC into film or a series. Is there anything, anyone that you've always wanted to tackle? Is there anything that's always been on your mind? Wow. A storyline or a character. Yeah. It could just be, or, yeah. I, I throw in storyline in case like maybe you're a fan of a specific storyline and you would like to adapt it. Or if it's just a character, like, ah, I love Spider-Man. I would love to do a Spider-Man series. Just like anything like that. Is there anything from Marvel or DC uh, aside from Arrow that you would you have always had in the back of your mind. And if there's not, yeah, that's yeah, fine yeah. too. Um, Marvel or DC? I'm like, we're talking about Spider-Man. So Spider-Man is on top of my, like in the back of my mind right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about like, <laughs> like, like a live action production. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess it would yeah. be like live action. If you wanted to do, adapt anything in the superhero yeah. hero realm outside of power Rangers, would you, would you adapt anything? And what would that be? If I had an unlimited budget, I would love to do a Spider-Man thing. Nice, Spider-Man, dude. It's, it, it ties right back into Mighty Morphin because it's yeah. that, like you're living the high school life, but the balancing with being a superhero. Yeah. I love that like element of storytelling. Yeah. So yeah. like I would, I would love to do a Spider-Man something. That would be awesome, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know. And you're out there in Jersey right next to New York. You could pull it yeah. off, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be, maybe. I mean, I was thinking about doing something anime versus uh, Marvel related. Deku versus Ooh. Miles Morales could be cool. Yes, maybe. dude. Yes. Yeah. You were going to say something else, though? 
Oh, if if, if it was a storyline though, mm-hmm. and I, again, if I had a limited budget, mm-hmm. I would love to do the Ultimatum storyline from mm-hmm. Ultimate Comics. Yes, like, dude. That it's really dark. And yeah. It doesn't work unless you do a lot of things right to set it up. But right. in terms of like, like if I get instead of Phase Four of the MCU, if they if, mm-hmm. if they just hired me to do the Ultimatum arc, <laughs> yes, <laughs> dude, definitely, so dude, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, man, I tune into that. Um, outside of the uh, like pop culture realm, I guess you could say, if you could time travel to any era, like in real life, if you could time travel to any era in time, any period in time, anywhere. Where would you go and why? And you can have up to three choices if so you want three choices. It has to be the past or it can be the future? It could be the future too. A lot of it, I, I want to preface I real quick s- before you answer. What? So many guests always, I ask this question to every guest. So many guests always choose the past and only two have ever chosen the future. And I always found that really? like intriguing. Like, yeah, only two have ever said, I'd love to see what the future looks like. Everyone yeah. else has gone to the past. No, I want to go to the future. I want to see. I want to see where this is going. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to know what the. I want spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dude, definitely. That's crazy. Yeah, man, the future, dude, the future. You can have up to three if yeah. you want three, but if you want to just go with one, that's fine too. Nah, further in the future, every single time. <laughs> there we go, Can the dude. AI take over yet? Like, are right. we here? Because I feel AI like we're headed already, there, bro. It's really a horror movie starring and no one cares. Yeah. It's really it's weird. Getting, it's getting a little scary, dude. It's getting a little scary. <laughs> What did the AI say? Huh? I know, right? <laughs> We've seen movies, guys. Like, yes. Like, Terminator. I, whole I know. Why are we doing this? Why are we pushing this further and further? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's getting crazy, man. All right. So that's all I got for you for the shotgun questions, Ben. That was pretty okay. rapid fire, dude. That was, oh, okay, that was pretty rapid dude, fire, man. Semi-auto. Like yeah, said. right? That was a little semi-auto there, man. I like that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> uh, earlier, I stated that I was going to ask you about like yourself, man. So... With nearing uh, 20 million views on your YouTube channel, dude, Power Rangers Unworthy, winning uh, fan film contests and everything, all that you've accomplished, I bet beginning days you would have never expected things to go uh, this well, I guess you could say. But on the outside looking in, we always just see the success, you know, unless people pay attention and see the growth, see the climb, or we're there for it. Uh, And with that being said, before it was Unworthy Productions, before it was Power Rangers Unworthy, how did Jordan even start? Like how did how did this interest in in the film world as a whole begin for you? Like where did this journey start? Well, I mean, I've always loved pop culture and like and, and fandom and geekdom and all that stuff, like my whole life. So that's just always who I've been. Like Billy is not really a character, Billy is just me. And it's so right. it's so well yeah. thrown in, dude. <laughs> You're right what you know. So I'm just like, oh that's, this is me. So I'll yeah. put it in there. <laughs> um hence why he has all the pop culture references. I mean, yeah. even as we as we've been I talking. I love that. I love you brought that yeah. up. I love all those references, dude. Yeah. I mean, even as we've been talking, like you see like almost everything that we talk about. I could actually liken back to something I've seen or liked. Yeah. So even episode two, that big battle, like mm-hmm. if you think about it, it's the same energy as the, if you've seen the original Ninja Turtles movie, yeah. the 90s one. Yeah. Yeah. Shredder yeah. versus the Turtles. That's, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh like it's, shit. Yeah. It's the same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, I'm not like copy and pasting, but I try and take the energy the, yeah. that made the, yeah, yeah. what made those scenes like so impactful when I was a kid. Right. And just try, just show love to things that, yeah, exactly. You know, inspired me when I was growing up. Yeah. 
every creative yeah. takes inspiration from things that, you know, like, like I said, ins- inspired them. And, and then you're a creative yourself yeah. and you want to throw in the things that, that gave you the feelings that they gave you when you watched it. And you want to, you know, pay homage to those things as well. And then give your viewers those moments that you felt when you were watching what you were watching. So, and you, you do those things beautifully, man. But yeah, but, but Thank continue. You. My Thank bad. you. Continue. Yeah. 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 So, so even like, if you look at unworthy as a series, like, partially it's my ADHD where I can't stay on one thing for too long, <laughs> but it's also, I like to, like, I, I like to experiment and, you know, genre bend a lot. So if you yeah. notice, I'm doing a lot of like Power Rangers in the future, Power mm-hmm. Rangers urban with Mighty Morphin, Power yeah. Rangers anime with ninjas, yeah. Power Rangers, uh, Star Wars with Psycho Menace, like yes. Power Rangers Avengers with episode five coming up. Like there's yes. a lot of, I, I try and just do different things with Power right. Rangers so I don't get bored, but also because just the big scope of the things I love, I yeah. want to basically touch on everything I can. Cause like you said, like I didn't know it was going to get as big as it did uh, going to episode one. Right. But since it is, you know, I, I guess I'm an artist and a filmmaker and a writer mm-hmm. and a creator. And I just want to show the world like the different things I can do with the, with basically the same paintbrush but yeah. different different portraits you know what yeah. I'm saying? yeah definitely man so um i started off just as a cosplayer but i've always loved pop culture and i've i i have a pod or had it i have done a new episode in a while but yeah. i have a podcast um that i talk about pop culture and i talk mm-hmm. about movies um so then when it came to uh getting the filmmaking I, I kind of felt backwards into uh uh it was a group common ramen studios and they made films yeah and i I basically started from the ground. I came to them with like a script because I I wanted to make a after the 2017 movie. The, mm-hmm. the reason why that line in the first episode is in there, where it's like, "Oh, you can't please fans, man," and Billy's going off on a rant. Yeah, that's that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. So like, unworthy episode one was kind of like my like. That's not how you make Power Rangers. This right. is how you make Power Rangers. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have enough Power Rangers and Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, I like so that. It, they, from there, like I, I came into the script and. Maybe one day I'll release it, but the first version of Unworthy is terrible. Is I, it? I, I, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I didn't understand like what it would take to make a film. Like it was like a forty-page script, and so much of it was like just fluff, and yeah. like the writing wasn't succinct. And like I basically through them, I started like learning about filmmaking, learning how like I through watching them make things, I started to figure out like okay. And also knowing how much work it took to make anything. That's another thing. A lot of people don't even understand. Yes. Like, they see what we do and go like, oh, I'll take a camera. I was like, no, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of time. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. You got to be real anal sometimes yep. to, to get it the exact yep. way you want it. Yep. Like, it, and you got to have a team that's dedicated and like, it's, it's so many yes. moving pieces that have to fall into place mm-hmm. for it to all of work. Yeah. So just being with them and getting like a real world tangible, like, uh, feeling of what filmmaking actually was, it was like, okay, there's no way we can make what the, because if we had made that script, it would have been like 40 minutes. Yeah. Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. Yeah. yeah, right. So I trimmed right. it down. I, 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 uh, over the course of a year, we trained, we found a cast, and it was just like a slow buildup. Um, and then we released episode one at the, at, at Power Morphicon. But before that, I didn't have any experience in, in filmmaking or right. I, I wrote short stories for like creative writing classes back in like high school. Yeah. But I never like full on like what's going I'm going to be a yeah. writer when I grow up or something. That's it was crazy. That. Yeah. Yeah. But it was. And then look at you I now. A lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm still, I'm still trying to get out there. <laughs> to me, Unworthy is kind of like 
Unworthy Productions, our group, Fight for mm-hmm. Film. Um, it's like our resume to the world of like, if you, because I feel like a lot of times, especially now, like people ask for money and they don't deliver when it yeah. comes to like crowdfunding stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I never want to be that. Right. I, I have a real problem with even asking for anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. yeah. Yeah. I just want to yeah. like kind of work off my own merit. So like, yeah. I want people to see that like, and number one, like we finish it. I want to finish the the series that way because so few series even finish that start online. Yes, I want to showcase that like not only can we start something, we can finish it. And every episode, and it wasn't originally the intention, but it I think it just comes from a place of tr- actual genuine passion and working mm-hmm. with people that are talented and share that passion. Right. Like we've improved every episode and, every, yes. and it sounds like hyperbole when I say it, I, mm-hmm. I had to kind of get over it. I'm always like, this is the best episode ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> Eventually I'm going to sound like okay, every episode is the best episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it has, it but, has progressed. I truly, and yeah, yeah. I, I would never say that unless mm-hmm. I truly mean it. And I, I, I see our improvement every episode. And now I genuinely feel like the next thing we're working on Psycho Menace is mm-hmm. like on par with a lot of the things that they do in Once yeah. and Always. And we don't have a hundred million dollar budget. Like we, yeah. we're a ragtag team in, in Jersey just working off shoestring budget and passion. Yeah. So I'm like, if we can show, my, my hope is that if we can show the powers that be like, hey, like we can do this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Maybe exactly. Maybe toss some shekels our way. Maybe yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, since yeah. you brought it up, I mean, let's just dive into it, dude. The Psycho Menace, man. The Psycho Menace is another project that you're working on that's been making waves of anticipation throughout the community, uh, yet to be released. A lot of hype around this. And you have a lot of my boys a part of this project as well, man. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, su- I'm super stoked to see everybody come together, dude. The guys yes. from, from Combat and the Grid, previous cosplays of the week here, and Mike is a, a two time guest here mike patron and louis jr uh, yeah, as psycho mike. gold and psycho red uh people out here making dreams come true man as i work with nerdbot and, and i've had the pleasure of working with uh my guy dj rivers man yeah, and DJ. uh <laughs> yes dude and christopher came and lee as well uh yeah. on Colin's shattered pass alongside a uh, blood bl- bloodline of the grid and uh, you have these legacy rangers returning as multiversal variants of themselves uh joined mm-hmm. by patrick david as well uh and that's just scratching the surface man what is the psycho menace what can people expect like what's the deal with the psycho empress like give us the give it give us as many details as you can uh, as as of right now you know what i mean what yeah. you can say man no spoilers no spoilers but i can't go into details about uh, what it's about it's it's if you love star wars you're going to love the psycho menace yeah, it, man. it is definitely our best production in terms of like lighting it's like the, like the raw like mm-hmm. just like uh just this the I see you guys got like sets, like production sets and everything. We're in Jersey. We don't have sets over here. You know what we had to do? We had to find laser tag places that would allow us to film. Now that that you say it, I see it. (laughs) I'm like, please let us film here. There's nowhere on the East Coast. That's so cool though, dude. That's a story. That's a moment to remember though, dude. You gotta get creative when you're on the East Coast and there's no sets. So you gotta just find things that look like other things. Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't even in my mind when I was like, oh, I want to do something in space. It was like, after coming off the future stuff, that was hard enough to find sets for. Yeah. And then it was like, I'll do in space. I'm like, how am I going to do in space? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm like, yeah, are we in like, this, are we in space then? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's but, funny, uh, man. Yeah, it's definitely a tribute to, to Star Wars first and foremost, mm-hmm. but, but also, of course, in space. Right. Um, in space is actually my, in terms of storytelling, my favorite season. That's why 
I some people were like Psycho Menace. It seems so random after uh, episode four, and we haven't gotten back to the Unworthy Rangers. Where are they at? Right, and right. again, ADHD and jumping around. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I did tease at the end of episode four that the in space Red Ranger was going to show up in some capacity. Yeah. Um, and this is what's tying into. So basically, what we're doing between episodes four and five is we're showing what's been happening as the Unworthy like, like Rangers. Elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Ninja's Oath is happening between mm-hmm. episodes four and five, just like this is happening between episodes four and five. Right. It's kind of like the gathering of the Avengers to lead nice. into episode five. Oh, man, I just got chills. Yeah. That gets me so excited, oh, it's, dude. It's going to be dope, bro. That's why <laughs> I, it's like, I, like thank, thank you so much to G, DJ. Shout out to him. He's, right, he's a great yeah. dude. Yeah, Shout definitely. out to, to, to Christopher Kamen Lee and Patrick right. David for collaborating. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling DJ this, that um, my favorite part of power rangers is the camaraderie it's yeah. teamwork it's yeah. working together like it's, i love i love the phrase together we are more yeah because it it's so it when i first heard that 2017's movie i'm like what is I, I, obviously <laughs> one plus one is two yeah yeah more, but it's it's more of like the idea that it's it's not a, an addition it's it's yeah. synergistic it's multiplication mm-hmm. you know what I'm so it's it's more like like together we can be more than the sum of our parts yeah and that's what i think Unworthy represents and i think that's what I love about collaborating with the other Power Ranger uh, communities or the yeah. Power Ranger uh, fan films. Yeah, definitely. Because um, we're all kind of like in the same space. So yeah. it's like, why not? Like, yeah. I just feel like we all kind of build each other up. Yeah. And having, working with Nerdbot and DJ mm-hmm. uh, and and work collaborating with, with Christopher Kamen Lee and Patrick David, mm-hmm. it's like, this is the first time we're actually bringing in a legacy Ranger on, yeah. in any capacity. Um, it, it, it brings a level of I feel because I'm a big super fan. It brings a little yeah. gravitas to the universe yes. where it's like, he's our Luke Skywalker. Like yeah. he's, and yeah. I, I won't get into details about the actual, the, the details of the plot, but the idea is it's like, if you've seen Marvel's what if, mm-hmm. uh, with Uatu, the watcher, and he's watching the whole multiverse yeah. and all the happenings of, I kind of took that idea and cause I love, I love the what if series yeah. and, and kind of juxtapose it on the power Rangers where instead of Uatu as the nice. watcher, we have the Morphin master as the watcher who, nice. you know, power Rangers lower the Morphin master is like a celestial power Ranger God, basically nice, yeah, one of a team of them. But yeah, so he's watching the universe and this, so if it feels like a, like, this seems like such a random story, it is. It's because <laughs> it's being told through the lens of the Morphin Master, who's just like, oh, by the way, this is yeah. happening over here. <laughs> but it will tie it. back into episode five uh, yeah. towards the end. So, Definitely. yeah, uh, Christopher Kamen Lee is our Luke Skywalker. It's a world in which, or a timeline in which uh, the countdown to destruction went terribly awry. And rather mm-hmm. than the Rangers winning and the Z wave destroying all of the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, the, the cycle Rangers are around and they win. Yeah. And it's, there's a mystery of like, who is the cycle Empress? How does she become the queen of the cycle Rangers? Why is she the queen of the cycle Rangers? Uh, and since all the power Rangers, like star Wars Order 66 style have been mm-hmm. wiped out by the cycle Rangers, we're jumping forward like 10 years plus, like basically not, not even, no, I would say actually the real world time. So 20, 25 years. Damn, um, yeah, and it's it's the idea that we've thought the Power Rangers have all been dead, but this is the return of the Jedi. It's it's nice. so, somehow Andros did not die, yeah. and now he's returned to stop the Psycho Rangers in their Psycho Empire when they've reached like 
something that will threaten the entire multiverse, not just their universe, even. Yeah. So that's uh, how it all ties back together with uh, Unworthy. I'm yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be dope. You guys got an Astro Megazord in this, dude? I oh, saw that. Yes. I saw that little teaser. Saw the little preview. Yes. That looks amazing too, dude. This I is can't be our wait. First episode with a Megazord in it. So yes, it's gonna be yeah. sick. Yes, that's gonna be stoked. Hey, oh, I'm stoked for that, dude. Shout, shout out to Dai Ziojin for donating mm-hmm. or not donating for. Uh, for collaborating yeah. to be able to make that happen because we we don't have Megazord technology like that. Let's <laughs> all die. And he's That's amazing. So cool, Go watch though. his stuff. Yeah, he definitely. He does Megazord like showdown battles. Oh, uh, nice, so if you're into dude. Power Rangers, you yeah. should watch them. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, is this going to be like... Uh, when can we expect a release? Do you have like a, 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 an, a broad idea? Can you say anything? Like, what's a release tr- date looking like? I'm trying to get the trailer out by latest middle of next month we've had a couple of delays i wanted to do it by the may the 4th but that wasn't going to happen because of vfx yeah so instead we, we dropped that teaser mm-hmm. um again i don't exaggerate i can guarantee you that the trailer is like a thousand times more epic than that teaser like it's uh, it's it's my favorite trailer by far that we've ever done so i can't like, wait I'm, I'm hyped to see it but for the full release maybe by end of summer at this rate mm-hmm. it's what's really just keeping it uh back is the vfx and just it just right. depends on how soon we can get that done but right. other than that yeah. i mean yeah we're, we're we're full steam ahead in post-production though so yeah we're already gonna start filming uh for last and jetty in episode five soon so nice yeah. yes can't wait dude i can't wait uh before we get out of here i gotta ask you man what's uh what's i mean you kind of you kind of just laid it out a little bit but i'll ask anyway i'll kind of i'll ask anyway what's what's next for unworthy you know i know episode five is expected so uh you just kind of mentioned that things are kind of rolling i mean where where do we really lie on the uh on the production for episode five like what beans can you spill on on where you guys are at with that i know you're working on cycle menace we just talked about all that but but what's it looking like for episode five too i know it's cycle menace first and then we're gonna gear up for that right Yep, uh, Cycle Minutes, we're going to be wrapping up in terms of post-production. And as as we're doing that, we're going to be starting to film Last and Jetty for Patreon, which mm-hmm. is going to be the spinoff series yep. or miniseries that involved Ninjor and his uh, brother Ninjikon, mm-hmm. which was teased a little bit in Ninjor's Oath. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's episode five, uh, and that's going to be by far our biggest episode. That is That is the end game of our series in terms of like, high scale production and and battles like everything has been kind of leading to episode five so i really want to make sure that is like the best it could possibly be because it it has the potential not even the potential it definitely just in terms of what has to happen in that episode Mm -hmm. it's going to I'll, i'll put it this way I'm not trying. Like, laughs are cheap. I'm quote uh, Always Sunny. Laughs are cheap. I'm going for gasps. <laughs> yes. yes, dude. It's it's gonna be epic. Like that's, yes. that's what I can say about it. Um, that's awesome, man. Is it is it, it, is it gonna be? Is that gonna be the like the finale, or you got more planned out after episode five? Well, we also have Death Ranger coming out after that. We'll mm-hmm. be we'll be filming that kind of before, kind of at the same time of episode five, because mm-hmm. it's shorter, it's more like Ninja's Oath length. Right. Uh, and that's Death Ranger versus the Arbiter, which we'll go into talking about Arbiter's, uh, his his intricate origin and backstory. We only really got a glimpse of it in episode three through the eyes of the Chrono Ranger, but, you know, you know how life is, like, yeah. everybody's got their own version of events, and they, they think they know which, who you are, but they don't actually know all the details, they just, they just know the broad strokes of who you are. Yes. So there are things that were hinted in episode three that go deeper into the Arbor's backstory and why he is the way he is mm-hmm. um, that we're going to 
going to reveal in the Death Ranger special. Nice. And then after that, it's really up to the audience. If the nice. audience still wants more, there's definitely something that can be done mm-hmm. uh, for this. If I recall all this as Season of Unworthy, yeah. there's two projects that I have in mind to cap off this season. Um, nice. And beyond that, we're working on an original pilot uh, that's kind of power. It's it's not quite power. It's it's kind of like the things I did in episode four, mm-hmm. like were like scratching an itch because I really like horror. I really like nice. futuristic stuff. Mm-hmm. I really like Power Ranger elements, like guy. Because if you notice, like there was Guyver references and yeah. stuff like that in yeah. episode four, and it's something more in the vein of that that I want to do. That's an original short. And that'll probably be like a half hour pilot that we could actually pitch nice. the companies. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Nice. But all of that is contingent upon how people feel about episode five. And hopefully uh, we're going to try a, a Kickstarter again or something to, to really make the last installments of our series and especially our pilot, something that is like high budget. Yeah, definitely, dude. I mean, you kind of, again, you kind of answered uh, one of my other questions, which was rounding this out, uh, this episode out, man, was, you know, uh, besides Psycho Menace and Unworthy, like what's what's next on the table for you? Like as, as a person, you know, anything else that you're looking to do? Any exclusives that you want to drop right here, right now? But no. I mean, you, you kind of you kind of <laughs> said a, li- a couple things here and there, but I mean, uh, just you as a person, like what's the future look like for you? Like what, what do you got on the table or things that you want to achieve or or tackle? Is there any, Is there anything else that's on your mind? Uh, just the next production, man. It's so, (laughs) it's so all encompassing. It's like, I have to live in that. That's why now I understand why, like some people are like, uh, like the, the directors that do series for like 10 plus years or like, like people that worked on Marvel or like the Lord of the Rings or like these Mm -hmm. things that, from the first one to the third one, it takes 10 years. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's why it's like, you did Lord of the Rings. Just keep going. Do more. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I've lived, I've lived in the Shire for so long. I want to just do something else. Yeah, <laughs> so like, that's, that's, I'm not saying I'm like burnt out on Power Rangers at all. Yeah. It's just that I want to, just like how I keep kind of painting Power Rangers with different paintbrushes or different, or different, making different portraits, portraits with that yeah. paintbrush. I want to, in the same way, take my love for these things and make something original that, yeah. you know, if, if Hasbro won't hire us or, or whatever yeah. powers that be, don't notice that we're passionate fans trying to make the best Power Rangers thing possible just because we love Power Rangers. If they don't notice that, yeah. then maybe we have to make our own thing. That's like kind of what uh, JDF did with yeah. uh, Legends of the White Dragon, make a Power Rangers adjacent thing. Right. Yeah, definitely, yeah. man. You you mentioned like original IPs and stuff like that. Are, are you you mean like still living in the Power Rangers world or like a completely original, like completely original? Thing? Oh, okay, yeah. okay, got you, yeah, yeah, got yeah, you, yeah, got yeah. you. Yeah, to man. me, unworthy. It always hurts me a little bit in my heart when people say that. Like, yeah, you do unworthy, but are you doing something original? I'm like, unworthy is original. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's why I was trying to like word it carefully because <laughs> like, it, it is though. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> I put so much work into it to be yeah. original. <laughs> How do you not see this? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and it, it definitely, it definitely is. But I, I more so just meant something outside of like Power yeah, Rangers as well. If you were going to delve into something like like that somewhere down the line as as well, yeah. you know, in your film film future, man. Um, everything that 
you're doing is absolutely awesome, dude. And I genuinely mean that uh, from the bottom of my heart. Like I'm a fan as well. I love all the creative stuff that you do. The writing is amazing. Everything that I've said in this episode, uh, it, I just, I double down on it a hundred percent, dude. Uh, I'm you, stoked bro. to finally have got you here to talk about this, man. Uh, yeah, I, fun. yeah oh, thank you, man. I, pre- I appreciate it. I had a great time too, dude. I, I Hopefully we can do a part two sometime in the future. You know what I mean? We'll let some time oh, go yeah. by, let some oh, things no, happen, we, get you back you know, on. Dope. If we could do like a like a like a collaborative episode with me, you, DJ, and like Chris yes. and Lee, like talking yeah, about dude. Uh, Bloodline and Psycho Menace, that'd be dude, sick. Dude, yes, DJ's after, my, after DJ's my boy, man. We've been waiting to—I've actually been waiting to get him on to do an episode, but we've been waiting for a couple more things to happen with Bloodline, so we have more to talk about and stuff. But man, sure, that yeah. actually is a perfect idea. To might, might as well just tackle all of it at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be that'd be great. There, there might be Bloodline references in the next episode of Unworthy too. Exactly. <laughs> there we go, dude. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and, and, and a, gr- a great thing, dude, including like, the Psycho Menace and then Bloodline. Like, it's all such a perfect fit. It's all such a, a perfect... Real quick, yeah. I got to ask, too, before we get out, I got one more question, actually, just off the top of my head. The uh, I kind of don't want to spoil everything in case there's people out there that haven't seen it, but there is... Uh, <laughs> There's some stuff in Unworthy where the Arbiter is just kind of, I'm going to spoil it. It's just kind of like, you just kind of see him literally just going through the multiverse, man. And just uh, taking care of business, if you will. Um, (laughs) And the way that you portrayed it was actually having like other Rangers and other productions being Mm -hmm. a part of Unworthy, which we kind of talked about. It's kind of a large part of, of the episode. But was that always something in your mind. And I don't necessarily just mean the storyline of having him do that, but actually portraying it as other productions and other fan films and other Rangers. Did you always have that in mind or was that like a last minute decision? No, it's, I, I, even when I was writing it, I had in mind, like, I want, I want Chris Cantata's mythos in here. I right. want Colin and Shattered Past in right. here. Like, cause again, I, I feel like, you know, Power Rangers is all camaraderie and teamwork. I just yeah. feel like, like, that's what makes Power Rangers so cool. It was already like it was a multiverse before even Marvel started doing the multiverse. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they, they exactly. Already had it set up. Mm-hmm. So I think there's just cool. Cause I, and I also before I did Unworthy, I I watched a lot of the stuff that I included in Unworthy. Yeah. So like even Armored Rangers, mm-hmm. um, that's a like a lesser known fan film series, but I I watched it before mm-hmm. I made Unworthy. Uh, like I said, Mythos, mm-hmm. um, and then. After we did episode one, people like Colin uh, did Shattered Pass yeah. and DJ came up with, with Bloodlines. So right. I, I wanted to include basically every, anybody that wanted to collaborate. I'm just yeah. like, come on, let's do it. It's all together. <laughs> That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, kudos, and kudos to you for doing that and, and weaving everybody into the storyline, you know? And then for for those that, that are on like uh, – that, 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 that are that – are, found you as inspirations and were uh, you were able to also include them in into your project that shows that it shows a lot about you as like a person too dude like you don't have an ego you're a humble person oh. and you're like looking at Thanks, other man. people's Thank stuff you. you know and it it's just so cool i mean because sometimes people will look at something and be like damn you know four million views on this one this much on this 20 million as a whole like dude probably thinks of himself as high and you're, you're not that dude man and i just want everybody <laughs> to know that like right here right now if there's anybody that thinks about that in in in, in as far as unworthy and Jordan, he's not that guy. The dude is humble and the work speaks for itself. The conversations speak for itself and in the inclusion of everybody else speaks for itself. So, I mean, just kudos to you, man, for a job well done on, done on everything that you're doing, man. And, and for being here, I really appreciate it, dude. And having this conversation, this has been awesome, man. And like I said, we definitely got to get a part two, uh, before we get out of here, I want to give you the floor to stay, whatever it is that you want to say, round out, whatever you want to round out, shout out, whoever you want to shout out, plug, whatever you want to plug and let people know where they can find you, man. (laughs) 
Oh man, thank you. Just once again, thank you for having me on the Side Project Podcast. Yeah, um, thank you. Uh, again, Jordan, the Blur version is my main account where I, I post about pop culture stuff. But if you want to follow Unworthy, it's Unworthy Productions on Instagram, uh, uh, Unworthy Productions on YouTube. Uh, follow Fight for Film on Instagram. Uh, if you if you're in the tri-state area, and you want to get some martial arts training or learn how we do fight films behind the scenes. Uh, my my buddy, who's also a fight choreographer and stunt coordinator, Eric, he runs all that stuff. Um, and yeah. I mean, I guess that's basically it. And stay tuned for uh, the the future of the series because it's gonna. Again, I'm not exaggerating. It's going to get crazy. Yes, dude. <laughs> yes, man. I can't wait, man. So, like I said, Jordan, thank you for coming, man. Round of applause for Jordan, dude. You're awesome, man. I appreciate Thanks. it. And uh, for everybody tuning in. Oh, and by the way, man, I might be. I probably should save this for off camera, but you know, fuck it. Uh, I might. I might be out there in New York in September, man. We got to link up, dude. We definitely oh, got to link go. up, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, hit me up. Yeah, I'll sure. be. I'll be out there in New York. So you know, Jersey's not that far, man. Whether I come oh, to you, you come to me, we'll figure it out. Oh, dude, that would be great, five, man. Yeah. It should be. Uh, what I'm looking at is probably like mid September. Mid September is what I'm thinking about about doing okay. so i'll probably be out there yeah, for like four four or five days so we will try we'll make something happen man for sure all right yeah definitely man so thank you for being here dude and everybody tuning in thank you for watching for liking for commenting for sharing for doing all of those beautiful things that you do over on youtube.com slash side project podcast when you go down you hit that big red subscribe button and it goes Ooh, and you get 100 <laughs> sexy project points what are we doing with those project points i don't know man i don't know dude it's, <laughs> I don't know. it's like what is it like 143 episodes i have no idea what they're, what we're doing with those project points they're kind of <laughs> like they're like Sonic rings or Mario coins. They're just kind of there. But actually, I don't know. The Sonic <laughs> rings kind of help you in case you die. You come back. So if anybody wants to test that out, let me know. Write it down in the comments and we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, the project point brought me back. It does work. Uh, <laughs> thank you for watching and listening on Spotify as videos are available on Spotify as well. And following and rating and doing all those things you do on Spotify. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram at IG hates Chazzy. And everything else you need to find me on is on the screen right about now. That's my personal in case you didn't know if you're looking for the podcast as a whole on instagram you can find it at side project podcast and remember that's project with a k for me and jordan and all of the power rangers we are out of here